welcome to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jordan. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, my friend. Hi. You're looking Zoom beautiful. Oh my God, you're looking Zoom beautiful. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> we do. It's funny that we see each other, but then we don't record it for anybody to watch. But it is like I couldn't imagine doing this without getting to see each other. Yeah. Like our actual faces. It it's- does make it feel hard to not see one another. We've done. A, have we done a phone one yet? A long time ago. Right. We did the one in New, when I was in New York yeah. over the phone with Mariah. Yes. But. I mean, think we used to get to be across from each other. We really took those times for granted. Oh, my God. I'd come over to your, like, cute place and have a little drink. And, like, we would, like, gab in person. I'd, like, hug you. (laughs) Also, this makes me think we we were like, can we share this? But we decided we can. Yeah. If you think of the nexus of how this podcast became began going to Trisha's house and Eugene would set everything up for us and he'd have wine and water out for us. Chilled wine with glasses ready. Yes. And everything would be set up and Trish had a newborn baby and now she has another newborn baby. She just had another baby. She's got Uh, two of them now. uh, (laughs) Marcy and I woke up to a very lovely message from her sweet husband, Eugene, uh, letting us know that their second baby arrived, Alice. Yes, I love him. He's like, she's a fucking queen. (laughs) He loves her so much. Uh, Everyone's happy and healthy. um, And so, yeah, obviously we know a lot of people have been listening since the beginning and we talk about Trish because we're obsessed with Trish and we love her and we talk to her all week long. Uh, So that's just something really great uh, and Uh, positive and wonderful. And hey, if you ain't grabbing onto uh, everything that's great and happy and joyful, especially babies uh, coming into this world right now, I don't know what to tell you because it is it is lifeblood yes <laughs> to me and also she got one of those nasal swabs and i was like how yes. bad was it and she was like yeah it's not pleasant but it was fine yeah, and i was like how nice to know she's so tough and cool she's and tough now, like, has two kids and two beautiful kids um <sighs> Yeah, good. That's our good news. For That's really good news. I will, I will coast off of that while the rest of the world, I guess, burns. <laughs> it's a slow simmer. It's a slow death. It's a slow death. But we're here <laughs> we're doing here. our thing, covering these crazy people. Um, we will. Okay. Well, we should. I think our correction is important. Which oh I yes. Down. Yes. So we uh, had an emergency <laughs> episode last week, and I honestly think we were just like so excited because we yeah. had just recorded our episode after like a two week hiatus, and yeah, we're fired up. We're like, oh, wait, is Chloe at a baby shower? We're like, we have to do an emergency. Get on the mic. Honestly, that for me was like our boy who cried wolf too many times. And I don't know that we'll ever give someone and no one asked for it. It was our fault. No one asked for it. I still don't know that I'll ever do an emergency episode. again. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm sure we will. I think we half knew we were wrong, but I think that we we, did posit that, that we are probably wrong. However, but it was it's you know what, guys, sometimes it's fun to just imagine you're right. Why not? Why not be right? Yes. 
Why and it not was be fun right? to imagine that we were right, but we were corrected on a few platforms yes. um, that it was a woman named Jen Cohen, who is Kylie's chief brand officer. It was her baby shower. I've never heard of a CBO before. <laughs> well, it makes sense in Kardashian world that there would be like a CBO yeah. uh, and that absolutely tracks. But congrats to that lady. Congrats on um, your beautiful baby shower. And Chloe, I, did, Chloe did talk about it. She was like, it was so weird. We had like face shields and masks and we were so distant. And I want to tell her I don't believe her. <laughs> well, here's another thing I would tell her. Um, you don't have to have that party. <laughs> Did you know that you don't have to have a baby drive by, shower? <laughs> drive by Jen Cohen's house and throw your <laughs> gifts at her yard. I look. I can't think of anything more of a bummer. I we have pregnant friends who did not get to have baby showers, canceled weddings. I have so many friends things. that had a Zoom wedding, and then like, yes. like, well, how sad. So, so to me, it's like, well, I'll just remind you, Chloe, and everybody there, especially on the heels of what was like four weeks of Mindy Weiss planned mega parties, that you also don't have to always have a party every and weekend. And that one, those other parties, they were like, they're just friends. It's like or just family it's not i see the background i know your whole yes. family we know everybody also you, also families yes. can get you sick too like that's the piece that annoys me and also that is the prevailing ethos that's making everybody like in this slippery slope time it's like anyways i can get on this high horse and never get off also, is like, the problem chrissy and john where are you vacationing why just I do just, it in private like if you, that's my biggest thing is just i don't need to see it it's the need to post it, it that sets, makes me feel insane it's in such a bad fucking and that goes for non-famous people like even just people i know it's like i find you're not social distancing you're hanging out with people you're barbecuing i don't love it i don't even like it but what i really don't like is instagrams of yes. it like you're making me instantly be like ugh, dumb i don't want to judge you just don't show it to me don't i guess i'm asking I don't know. Did you see Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox had like a dub? They were both wearing masks, but their heads were like side by side. And I was like, that's not how they work. <laughs> that's not how they work. No. I mean, what a time to I be. Mean, any a woman in the world who's ever held a baby that's peed or, you know, and then you're like, oh, the pee is on me. That's what doing that is. It's anyway, very, whatever, guys. I guess, it's, I guess it's all fine, sure. and um, it, it even though our hospitals are at capacity, it's fine, and we shouldn't be judging. <laughs> so it's so funny. Like, the zero to 60 of ramping up is just so hard to not, like, uh, get with, like, on, when the topic arrives. I'm yes. just like, mm. but, um, it really but makes yeah, me we had an emergency episode for no reason, and no it was really reason. fun. And I don't take it back. So um, let's jump ahead. into the news or. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like in a sense, the timing of today's recording ends up functioning like an emergency episode for yes. the latest news, uh, even though it was not our plan. No, but it feels urgent. So I thought this week Kanye had dropped out of the race because he his 
campaign manager said that and said that the whole uh, campaign staff was out of work, but they understood it's hard to run for president. And, and then, there was all these issues of him being able to even get on the majority of ballots. And it just didn't look looked like the long shot that it still is. Yeah. But then lo and behold, today he had a rally because he is doing it. And the I rally... It was, he says some very, it's, it, the video, it's an upsetting scene. It's really upsetting. Marcy and I, when we like connected before we started recording, I just watched the videos and like, it's heavy. Like, obviously we'll talk through it, but it's like last week when we were talking about Kanye, like I'll say for myself, like I felt a lot of like anger at him and like how the topics he brought up his like that Forbes interview his stance on you know talking about abortion which we'll talk about in relation to today but like today for me was one of those like pivots of just like it is it brought me like despair to watch like I think it is incredibly heartbreaking we obviously care so much and talk so much about mental illness Uh, on this podcast and have been very open about all of our own lives and therapy and all the things. And like, I just want to preface it. Like, this is not like a let's let's tear into Kanye conversation. Cause it's like, if you watch these videos, it's, I I don't know how it can't make you very sad. Um, it's sad. I just like, before even like digging into the details, how does he get to go home after today? I like I one, he's don't know in a, what's gonna happen. He's in like a room with a bunch of people. Everyone's he, shoulder to shoulder. He's not wearing a mask. Um, his bodyguards aren't wearing masks. Um, how does she let him back into their house? To say nothing of the things he talked about. Yes, yeah, so let's get to those. <laughs> so in his platform his birthday platform in fact that's he's registered his party as the b-day y um b-d-y sorry b-d-y that's his party he's registered under but in his speech um he well sorry he talked about being like anti-abortion and saying things like there's no more plan b uh, like talking about how he's uh, he posted and deleted a tweet with a six week old fetus and like he's doing a lot and you know I and he's anti-vaccine and all that stuff but today he said he on stage alluded to he and he he him wanting to abort north yeah so basically so at this event which was in charleston it looks like he it's like it was only i think an hour total but it is just like a freewheeling ramble as you would expect and then at a certain point yeah he starts talking about how his mom wanted to, or he was almost aborted because his dad wanted to abort him. And then he is crying really hard, really, really hard. And like scream crying basically about how he had wanted to terminate the pregnancy when their first pregnancy, so North. And 
it's uh, and it's all about how she brought north into the world even when i didn't want to she stood up and protected that child and then he's screaming i almost killed my daughter like over and over again here's and the audience is like truly like it, it's almost like a call and response like they're like and you didn't but you didn't and it is like, like they're trying to make him mo- feel better oh my so, god it's like it wrecked me so he this is the quote is like um that she called him is like i just thought to myself um oh shit it moved around why does it move around uh please don't tell me i gave kim kardashian aids that would be the worst thing in the world he's like you know because i was living that rapper lifestyle and she said i'm pregnant and i said yes and i said oh i'm gonna tell you what was on my mind she was crying i just said i just came from the and she said i just came from the doctor because i was having like you know a rapper's lifestyle so she said she was pregnant for one month and two months and three months and we talked about her not having the child plus she had the pills in her hand that is so much information to give people without kim being a part of the conversation it's not okay also it's i not don't believe it i don't believe it after watching her especially in this vintage episode i just don't believe she would never like i don't in that family i don't think anyone in that family would be like um i'm not sure about having it all they want is babies what it to me it's just like a beyond every time i say like he has said in these especially in these last few weeks like something that is like beyond the pale and like the the content to me is so secondary to the like right to tell that story and yes. like the privacy that is one of the I mean it's any woman's privacy but like the right to share that whatever it was whatever that conversation like it is not solely his he literally says something like I don't care if she div- she divorces me after I say this she saved our baby like at least we have north yeah he said that yeah but- and it's like <sighs> just the idea of sharing something that personal like I mean, again, it's, I'm not saying this as, as like a, how could he? Cause like the point is he's not well, like that's truly how I feel. It's, it's like, how could he, especially, I know how he could, he's not thinking. Especially straight. if he utters like, she's going to be up like something along the lines of she's going to be upset about this. Like, yeah, then you shouldn't be telling also like, I truly like, I will, I will, this is a hill. I will get on and die if I have to. I don't believe that story is accurate. I don't believe for a second that she that she would get pregnant by him and not want the baby because that's all she wanted was fucking babies. That's all she fucking wanted was a baby. And I don't believe for a second that he would get Kim Kardashian pregnant and be like, ooh, I'm not sure about this because all he wanted to do was marry her and have babies with her. I just don't buy the narrative. And they're like multimillionaires. And like, like, I just don't think that's, I mean, I think it could be the narrative for a lot of people, but I think he's like also like rewriting history along with his like, like episodes, you know? Like, I it's think he's just, like fully delusional. Maybe that is the case. I just don't buy it in that family. I just think the whole exchange is like, it's, it's just upsetting. The whole yeah. thing is really upsetting. And, the, and like, I think the most upsetting thing he said was Harriet Tub- Harry Tubman did not free the slaves. <laughs> She she freed no slaves, and I the woman I was uh, who posted on Twitter she in her video she goes, we gotta leave. The second he says it, the second he says he finishes the sentence, you hear her go, we're leaving. Yes, and then in the car she has like a lot more to say, but I was like, yeah. If I had just heard that soundbite, I would have been like, fuck him. But then hearing the rest, I was like, oh, God, something. And in, in, in her video, she, she's a black woman. And she says, like, that is the feeling of being in a room with a racist. 
Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't sit in a, I wouldn't stay in a room with a racist. I don't want to be in that room. And it's like, really, it's so layered. It's so, it's just so hard. The content of everything he said is so problematic. It's so worrying. And I'm like, very eager to see between like what the next couple days bring because it's like he, oh by the way he is it's a small weird room yes he's wearing a bulletproof vest and he has 2020 shaved into his head yes and like just these strange men standing on stage who don't look like security and again no one's wearing masks he has no microphone um and i mean there's so many more topics <laughs> he, he touched on he talked about Sorry, he's just such a Trumpian thing, though. He's like, at my next rally, we're going to have better acoustics because I'm going to design those acoustics and they're going to be the best acoustics in the world. And I was like, that is like, (laughs) that's the thing with him is like, you're always on a fucking ride. Then watching him sob. uh, Sorry, Jess, you were going to say something else. I forgot. Ugh, it's I, so I just much. like it's so much. Oh yeah, there's just like that is not even. I mean, he talks about yeah his partnership with Adidas and Amber Rose and like I mean so many things and it is obviously there's it's not news that he's all over the place. But I will say, I have not watched every Kanye interview. I have not watched every clip. I have never seen him publicly this like broken uh like it doesn't start that way he seems he's like smiling and having fun and laughing a lot at the beginning and i didn't watch the whole thing i just watched a bunch of clips but um yeah there's just like a despair and i'm like okay chris jenner get that plane go pick up kanye and like someone's gotta do something someone's gotta do something this is not i think that's like this is not gonna stand for this that's a difficult thing with kanye specifically and his bipolar disorder is like it doesn't allow him to trust people and then when they do stuff it makes him i'm sure it's like backing him into a corner and then like it gets worse you know like absolutely i I couldn't imagine like how one begins to deal with that without physically restraining someone and forcing them on medication which they did in 2016 i mean i think that was such a trauma for him that they don't want to do i don't think anyone wants to do that again he's not only just a grown man he's a grown billionaire (laughs) yes it's like think about I mean, it's not a fair comparison, but it's like, you know, like when you like um, a Michael Jackson or like a certain it's like, how does that go on for so long? How does somebody just live their life that unchecked and having crazy surgery? And like, I mean, in that case, being a pedophile, but you're like, you become inaccessible, yeah. you know, in, in a lot of ways to a lot of people. And you can completely surround yourself with people who's, who only support your vision and what you want to do and spend your money on because you pay everybody around you. This is the first time where I, I, I do think they could be over. I'm telling you, like, this is Sunday we're recording. Like, if I would be shocked if there was not some sort of, like, either rehab or announcement or like i just cannot imagine in the world of the kardashians like for all of the things he said like that abortion story is i just can't imagine them not reacting in some public way yeah i I will be i could also maybe not but it's like i just think that it is it's beyond anything and it's kim and it's kim's like it paints kim as i mean in the way he wants us to hear it as like a hero yes it's also like just a huge if it is true, which to your point, I don't think it is, 
it it's just enters her into this gigantic conversation, like mm-hmm. such a politicized hot hot button, like deeply private personal conversation. And mm-hmm. I just can't imagine them staying like silent and letting him continue on with this whole thing. It's distressing. Also, you were saying that he's laughing at the beginning, but the thing that I forget what he says and it's the audience starts laughing at him. And so he yeah. starts laughing, but it's like, it's the, manic. Yeah. The whole thing is manic. Like, um, yeah. And I do not purport to know enough about mental health to know like his deal, but it is pretty, it's pretty brutal. I mean, I keep saying the same thing, but I, man, I really mean it. Like I hate the things coming out of his mouth. They are so upsetting and I am not generally in this camp this much, but like, I really feel very sorry for him. Yeah. And I really, really, really hope he like is being taken care of. And <laughs> you know, I've in my lifetime, I've had three friends have extreme like manic episodes that had to be like dealt with medically and with, in with intensive treatment inpatient and for some of them against their will. Um, and it was, I just, I like remember the experiencing them and being like, why is someone that I'm so close to and I love behaving this way and it doesn't make sense. And it looks like they're not even there. And it's like, it's so confusing. And they're lashing out and they're being hurtful sometimes because it is about like an ego driven space that is like, it's gone, it's gone wild. Yeah. And then I've also seen them all get their shit together too like because uh, they had like the right amount of support to help them like not them getting their shit together it's not the right term but them get the right help they needed get treatment um and then like be like all right okay now we just have to manage it and sometimes it's not perfect and like you know but i hope that i hope that's his future because it's really scary I know it really if you watch the videos guys uh they're not a haha I will say I think they are like very and in the way that we like I think have done a lot of work to revisit things like oh Brittany shaving her head and running around the gas station with the umbrella and we have a lot of like shame in a sense about like those photos and being like oh my god her oh she's crazy it's like I think these are these moments that it hits me watching videos like that of Kanye today where you're like, oof, this is a really tough space as like, he is so famous. He's having a rally. It's not a private moment that somebody snuck a photo of inside of his house, but it is really like, I hope we are. Yeah. Everybody is approaching it with the same thoughtfulness about like a person really in distress yeah. is what it feels like you know even if he has a billion dollars and he's arrogant and he's saying horrible fucked up things it's like sucks Remember <laughs> That's my, when- my big thoughtful thesis <laughs> it sucks i cannot think of this woman's name ellen's ex-girlfriend oh and hesh and hesh whenever she was like she like did an interview she's like i was abducted by aliens and it was like oh i God. like learned yes. and like then later she's like so i have bipolar disorder and like <laughs> um but i just like i i almost feel like because i think she was on oprah discussing it later and i'm like i'm like where's oprah we need to sit down i think that's maybe oprah non-stop sh- <laughs> oprah's show needs to come back <laughs> The things I know we could have solved if we had just continued to have the Oprah Winfrey show the last 10 years. I gotta say, like, I know that she deserved her 
own own network but we would be better off had she stayed on television yes. on like a single channel oh my god i couldn't agree with anything more she would solve this it's not too late Oprah, if you're listening i mean <laughs> she would at least like help us understand it um also to the britney thing multiple of our listeners have asked if we would do a deep dive into britney and to that i say i wish i could i want a true crime podcast about it I wow. think it is bigger than what we can research. And also I know people who have Britney Spears podcast. Like, um, I was going to say, I think that there are some really like smart yeah. people already on the camp flattered and I I'm fascinated in following it, but yeah, I my, think there are people doing it. I have a, my coworker has a, his partner or wife, his, uh, she has a podcast called, we need to talk about Britney. And I was like, um, is she going to start that back up? Cause it feels like very important right now. He's like, there is some discussion of starting. <laughs> She's been on hiatus, but there's been some discussion. So, uh, you guys, uh, you gotta tweet at, uh, we need to talk about Brittany and say, we do, it's time to talk about her. It's um, really, it definitely has had a big, um, uptick conversationally, uh, I guess cause she has a court date coming up. So it feels like people were really week. sharing it. That's right. It's this next week. Um, and I'm very curious. I'm, I'm, I thought that I had honestly followed it very closely. And then to be honest, I feel like this last week or two, I read a lot more stuff about it and it was even worse than I thought. It's um, so bad. It's so bad. Like she has lost, like she had, I think 30% custody of her boys. And then her dad, who is, who was her conservator, like mm-hmm. abused one of her children so she got less time with them like how fucked up does that guy sh- like i don't know i think also, he stepped down because he's sick too but you know. there's also like there i feel like maybe i talked about it on this podcast but like there had been a really interesting article like a vanity fair piece a while ago about that legal loophole of like those conservatorships like those are designed for uh, like very senile, rich, powerful people. Like Sumner Redstone is a perfect example who used to run Viacom and had like a gigantic multinational corporation uh, and was fully senile, fully in diapers, like out of his mind. If you've never, by the way, like gone back and read the insane, because his children sued the wives and the other wives sued the, and it's like a huge mess. And the conservatorships are designed for that, like a person in an insane position of power with in zillions of employees, billions of dollars at stake, who is no longer has their mental uh, faculties. And it's not designed for Britney's situation. And it's like a very weird legal loophole. And also the people that that uh, like run those conservatorships, they make a lot of money. Yes. And it's like straight, there's not that many, it's not that common, but that it's like a very, I think it might only be legal in a couple states like California is legal Yeah, because it's just very weird. It's basically. very strange. Yeah. It's such a strange thing. Sorry, we started down the podcast anyways, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're doing it now. Uh, but I truly want someone to do, uh, it needs to be true crime because I think it is criminal what's happening it to her. Is, it is criminal. And I've said it before. I'll say again, Brittany's happiness means the world to me. I love her. I love her so much. No, there is like a QAnon level conspiracy that like people will be like, if you're not okay, wear a yellow shirt. I do love this. Uh, I wonder if I mean, I don't love it because I don't want her to be held captive. But this theory is is fascinating. And and the, the communicating with her is just like so sweet. And 
I love how much people love her because it's very validating for me because <laughs> I feel a psychotic level of uh, love for her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like almost our exact age. And I just like, I used to be really- so, f- I used to hate her so much because I lived in Louisiana and there, when I was in high school, there were big billboards that said the pride of Louisiana. And I was like, <sighs> Kentwood, right? But they were like all over the place. Like, it was, oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, it would be in Baton Rouge. You're like, <sighs> I was just so, just so insanely like jealous. I remember <gasps> once yelling at my mother, like, you didn't even try to make me a child star. <laughs> 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 you didn't even try. I could sing, I could dance. <laughs> You're no Lynn Spears. <laughs> well, um, I'll get to be your friend, though, and I'm. So it worked out well Yes, for me. it did. In the end, everything worked out as it should be. Okay, let's talk about who okay. else is fucking terrible. I <laughs> just... This, this is a testament, you guys. This is a testament to how our feelings about people will change drastically throughout time. Mm-hmm. And right now, if you were to ask me, who is my least favorite Kardashian... I think I know who you're going to say, and I think I'm right there with you. I would say Kylie Jenner. Yes. And Kendall might be my favorite. I couldn't agree more. I muted Kylie a few weeks ago. You don't want her to know you unfollowed her. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot hurt her feelings. Look, I don't want, if I see her out, it's going to be awkward. (laughs) Muted her politely. Uh, But I still, of course, like her stuff still comes up in all my feeds anyways. And she sucks. She got this week, this weekend, she got a brand new Royals Rolls Royce with custom pink interior with Stormy's name engraved on it. She gave Stormy an almost $1,200 Louis Vuitton bag. Stormy is a toddler. So <laughs> also Kylie and Kris Jenner were on a plane of uh, traveling all around the world with some other like expensive crocodile bag, which were guys, are we doing crocodiles still? We could fake I, anything. I can't. And then apparently she's a really bad tipper. Not only that, did you see she was all mixed up in this crazy ass story this week of Meg the Stallion? You know what? I haven't even can you dissect this Meg the Stallion thing? Because I saw the videos of Kylie yeah. and Meg the Stallion like well, there's apparently the a video stuff. of Sorry, I'm the saying incident. the and it should be the <laughs> I I'll say the because it sounds but you two E's, I feel like though. Per- right. But I but basically as far as I understand it, like they were Meg and Kylie and a gentleman by the name of Tory Lanes, I believe, were all like it said they were all hanging out. Um uh, like I guess last weekend and they apparently were all at like a pool party together and then later on in the night Kylie was not there there was at first the report was that Meg had hurt herself like with by broken glass and her foot was bleeding and the car had been like pulled over and there was this video of her like crawling out of the car in a bathing suit like with blood like a trail of blood apparently and then she she cleared it up and was like no I was shot 
and with the intention to somebody to hurt me. And so then it became like, well, what the fuck happened? So the last I read was that it sounds like she was shot by somebody. There was some altercation that happened in the car. Kylie was not there at this point, but they'd all been hanging out yeah. earlier in the day. And which is, I think that there's a little weird layer to that too. Cause I think Megan Jordan have a relationship and are friends um, yes. and have posted a lot together, but that's not neither here nor there, but basically it sounds like Meg and whoever else was in the car with her, there was some kind of altercation and she well, ended up getting shot. Tori Lanes. Yeah. And they like, she had to go to the hospital and get like bullets removed from her foot. And uh, that's the latest as I understood it. But yeah. uh, it's just this like very dark, scary story yeah, of like Tori and, and that court and that like Kylie's even looped into it is just so strange and like the whole thing. But yeah, Kylie, I mean, that's not Kylie's fault. I'm not blaming <laughs> Meg getting shot on her, but it was just, it's too much. I just can't. The, the car was really for me where I was like, bye, read yeah. the room. No one gives a shit about your stupid $300,000 Rolls Royce, you fucking idiot. I just cannot imagine like right now doing that while so many people are so scared for every single day that they're not going to be able to pay rent or get food or ever have a job again like or get medical help like this is it's just fucked it's just very fucked and it's like they're always towing the line you know and like yes i think they tell themselves that we want to see that that that's like what they provide us is yeah. this like diversionary wonderland of like where things are just beautiful and they're beautiful and their homes are beautiful and they have nice things in purse closets and it's like there is like i do have an appetite for that and then so for it to actually like hit that level of like this is grotesque mm-hmm. not right now like then this is the hard everything is so hard and dark and scary and sad and like the tone deafness of Ugh. like some of those posts is just like get out of here um also the tipping story is she tipped 20 dollars on a 500 dollars bill Oh, Kylie. 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 Kylie, that's a hundred dollar tip. You should be Kylie. right? Is that am I doing the math right? Uh yeah, it should be fifty fifty years. Should be hundred dollars. If if Kylie Jenner can't tip twenty percent and I'm out here tipping postmates ten dollars no matter what they give me, <laughs> like they could literally be like coming from three blocks away and I'm like, I'm still giving you a ten dollars, even though it was truly only a six minute drive. Like if you're a billionaire, you tip you never don't tip the most of I mean, that is not how the the world cannot work that way. No the world cannot work that way. Also, it's like I refuse. It's, embarrassing to be cheap I think if you have that kind of money you know when I was in New York doing improv at the Magnet Theater Uh shout out to Armando Diaz um, there was a show I was an intern there to like help pay for classes and like we got credits for it so I like worked the quote unquote bar and Mm. we also got tips though so at the end of the night we would like divvy up the tips between like the door person and the the uh you know the house the house manager and like the technician or whatever so and Mike Myers was doing a lot of shows there at the time oh okay and he would always come in and he'd just want to buy a coca-cola 
just a coca-cola and then he would also like because it was like a it was all like cans of stuff it wasn't like a real bar it's like improv theater bar you know and then he would give me a dollar and then put five dollars in the tip bucket (laughs) oh like it it wasn't like ooh, but it was just like that's very like you know like it's nice (laughs) um this same hostess Julia Carillon, who had listed lots of different celebrities uh, in this dragging of Kylie. They're great. It's uh, these TikTok videos and she rates them. Um, And they obviously became like super viral. Um, The thing that I thought was really cute was that she had dragged uh, Hailey Bieber uh, saying the model was, quote, not nice um when she came to this to the restaurant she worked at and in the comments Haley writes just came across this video and wanted to say so sorry if I've ever given you bad vibes or a bad attitude hate hearing that was your experience with me but glad glad you called me out so I can do better (laughs) and then Caroline the woman wrote back we love an accountability queen thanks so much for taking the time to apologize (laughs) hey I agree. I love an accountability. I love when people take accountability. I, that sentence, I was like, that's cool. Uh, and she was like, glad you called me out. Hopefully we meet again so I can apologize in person. Oh. I was like, Haley. Haley, you know what you do? You find out her Venmo and you send her a thousand dollars. Oh, but and by the way, just as the last note that apparently Beyonce got the highest rating of them all. Uh, of course, she gave her a how many is this? She gave her a ten million out of ten. When she left, she made sure to look at me, give me a big smile, and say thank you. She is beautiful. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, let's see. Okay, who is Addison Ray? Have you been seeing Addison Ray pop up all over Courtney and Scott's feed? Yeah, and I was so bummed. Like, uh, I'll just—I mean, look—I I did some I, research, so I, I kind of yeah. Know who I she just is. I, when all the fact that she's a 19-year-old TikTok star is the base information I have, and I am—I I am a little—I'm a little—it's a little discomforting to me this relationship. So, <laughs> she she started TikTok when she was uh, an 18-year-old at LSU. And she was babysitting kids and the kids she was babysitting were looking at TikTok. So she was like, what is this? I can do this. And then got immediately very popular, moved into that Jake Paul house called the, oh, what is it? The hype, I forget, house. the hype house, mm-hmm. which is, I don't even like, I don't even understand what that, like that. Oh, I'll send you, there's like a, a, of course my reference point is old and lame, but there's, I think like a 60 minutes or an NBC news thing about it. And it's like, your head will fly off your neck. Cause it's literally just like young people all at the same time in different corners of the house, like to camera talking, learning their dances. Like it is out I mean, for me. It seems I like, like TikTok the, just fine, but it's a nightmare. That seems like the worst possible setting for anyone to be in. Like, Absolutely. and they probably think it's cool. Uh, it seems like it seems like like Mark Zuckerberg kind of like that dumb house they all lived in together and worked out of. Yes, yes, it's like absolutely. that level of like, ugh, 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 just don't know, no, don't ever. No, we don't want it. So she recently got in trouble for making anti-Black Lives Matter uh, comments, saying that it was like a cult, and that was like a month ago. And now all of a sudden, this family, this family, all of a sudden, 
apparently Mason loves her. So Mason is how Courtney got introduced to her. I assume Mason was like, mom, get her here now. North, I hate that. That's North not got, normal. North got Jojo Siwa. You better <laughs> fucking get me Addison Ray. You get her right fucking now, Courtney. Oh Courtney, God, get your, right. stop scrolling and, and looking at your architectural digest bullshit. <laughs> I want you to fucking call up Addison Ray. Don't you look at me like that. Put that poo shit down. Ugh, and so that's how I hate it. That's how they got to. And then apparently Courtney just loves her because she and Scott have something wrong with their brains and only like teenagers. Yeah, they are. They are truly the Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused character. Yeah. Like they are the same. Like they just. I keep getting love. older, and the girls keep staying the same. Was that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, close it up. It's and like I'm they, old, and they are the youngs. They did young. They, I'm old. They did young. All right, and all right, like, all right. I, I don't. I mean, young people are cool, but this, that, that's wild to me. That's wild. The whole thing. Like, what is a tick? What is a 19 year old TikTok star just like doing in their house? Also, she's like a multimillionaire. It's like, what are, what have we been doing? So what is, what is actually happening? What is actually <laughs> happening? Yes. Why? What is why? So she's been doing TikToks with Courtney. She's been doing TikToks with Mason. She's been doing TikToks with Scott. She's been going to Nobu with the whole family. She was at the beach this weekend with uh, Kendall and Kendall's yeah. <laughs> everyone. Mm. This is just leads us into the next thing is that everyone is dating Kai, apparently. <laughs> the person that people Oh, thought, yes, this guy. Fi, yes. Fi. I called him Kai. His name is Fi. Uh, <laughs> like Kendall, they were all at the beach this weekend with Courtney and Scott and the kids. And like, there's just so much going on there. So, yeah, there's um, some people think Kendall is dating too many people, right? So she posted some photos of herself in Arizona on some rocks. And there was some other guy whose name is, what is his name? His name is shit. What is his name? Devin Booker. Okay. He also was posting videos at Slide Rock State Park. Shout out to Slide Rock State Park. I've been in ya. Um, Ooh. so people are like, Ooh, they're there together. And possibly, but then she was also at the beach with Fi this weekend, who we've seen her many other times with. So it's just like... I majorly around. Also, I think that's just like, you know how you were talking about like the Megan the Stallion uh, and Jordan thing. It's like, I think they just have like a small crew of people they yeah, can associate with. Yeah, I think you're right. I think with. it's just not that many people, honestly, yeah. in their world. Like, I, it's not as big as we would ever think it is i and i also don't think that kendall's out there having like a new boyfriend every three three weeks i think she like has a rotating crew of guys she like probably hooks up with yeah and that's fine because she's not looking for anything serious because she's busy i couldn't support it more yeah and i love a i love a keep us guessing keep us always guessing guessing i love it this that is the thing they know how to do well with in this family. I will always give them that. Yes. They got me guessing. It's so crazy how they'll give us so much information and I still am like, wait, what is this? What is this one thing? And it, <laughs> it may be because they give us so much information. <laughs> well, speaking of new information, it looks like, as I think we started piecing together, that uh, the, one, the one true son 
first of his name, uh, Robert Kardashian Jr. is <laughs> returning. He's returning. You heard it here first. The long recluse, according to People Magazine, so you know it's true. The long reclusive star has slowly reemerged into the public eye in recent months and has even been filming scenes for keeping up with the Kardashians. And Chloe uh, had an interview and she was talking about how like she's like he's really feeling himself. He's so confident right now. And the interview interviewer was like, he looks amazing. Tell him to call me. <laughs> and she's like, I will. Like, she's like, he's feeling himself. He's out there. He's like excited. Like, we we took pictures and he even let us post them. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're following Rob, he is like posting a bunch. He's definitely, I mean, it looks like quarantine was just what Rob Kardashian needed. <laughs> he needed that level playing field. He was like, now yeah. everyone come. I don't need to get on your level. You're all on mine now, guys. I bet you're right he's like see this is what i've been doing he's like see i'm not a loser sometimes you have to stay home for a long time and i assume he has also been getting help yes absolutely because uh, he does he looks happy and he's posting so many pictures of dreams great it's so funny because we have had a you know have a slightly fraught relationship with rob after the china of it all like he he definitely misbehaved uh he's an abusive think, misogynist yes yeah yes. <laughs> and like i think uh, but it is so it's like how we're we're so like the the kardashian women in that way where i'm like ah, rob's coming back <laughs> oh my god he's gonna come back I'm it's, sorry. Really, it's so funny because like um i i think like we live in such like a, you know the cancel culture is always a thing people talk about a lot and uh, I've been very lucky recently to be a part of some like Zoom meetings with some ambassadors from Black Lives Matter. And and the discussions about restorative justice have really made me start rethinking all of these things that like mm. we're like we're looking to a society where we don't cancel people. We're not talking about punitive justice. We're talking about right. restorative where at a certain point, the people who have been wronged, they the people who've wronged them uh, there's accountability an apology and then there's compassion on the victim's part and that's it we just move forward and get that person help i love it i'm a fan of it that's i mean i'm preaching it was very hard it was so hard for me to like because i have a friend who's an abolitionist and i was like really having a hard time like wrapping my mind around i was like but what about like a ted bundy and then she was like, well, those don't just like happen. Like there's something else going on there. And like, yeah. and also that's, Ted uh, Bundy doesn't happen every day. Like it's not like, <laughs> it's not actually like a real concern we need to have. Right. No, I think like, I mean, uh, my big hope is that if, I'm so curious how they would play the return of Rob and if we'll hear more about, you know, like it, my hope is that they would, give us some narrative context for like where he's been yes um but we know the family can be very coy um especially on these kinds of matters they've never really used uh keeping up with also because we know that china has a very fraught relationship with them yes. so as it relates to any of the story being on the show mm. so far it's always been like very cryptic and impossible to to piece but um but who knows i i'm i i Look, I'm excited. I'm here for it. Um, Let us take a quick break. What interferes with your happiness? 
Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not self-help, it's professional counseling. Send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get a thoughtful, timely response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. This service is available worldwide. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. These are licensed professional counselors specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, affordable. You can go to their site and look at some of their testimonials that they post daily. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Kardashianit. Okay, and we are back. <laughs> um, before we get into this episode, I just wanted to ask you, have you watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from this week? No, I'm behind. Not, I mean, this but is I, not a spoiler, but Chris Jenner. No, I know. Chris Jenner is in this past week's episode because Kyle is hosting a charity auction and Chris is there and they treat her like she is Don Corleone. Oh my God. Nothing could make me happier than that. They are like literally like, uh, there's just so much ring kissing and like, it's like, (laughs) it's so amazing. And Chris is, because they all want spinoffs. They all want their own shows and they know that probably like more than the only person on the cast before that could have done that for them was Lisa. So they're probably like, Oh my God, Chris Jenner, I can get a show. I also think that in, uh, for like certain people, especially people of the Beverly Hills ilk money is the top thing you can have. And Chris has the most of it. So, (laughs) so I think they're just like, Oh my God. Um, I'm sure she is like truly does reign like a queen in Brentwood. Like there's such an amazing moment where they're doing the auction. They're like, anybody want to donate $25,000? And Chris just like puts one finger up. Like, I'll do it. And then everyone, like, like so many people are like, Chris, thank you so much. Chris, thank you. And she's just like, it's like watching the Pope or something. It's so crazy. God, I cannot wait. I love this intersection of these two worlds. Hard pitched Chris. uh, Keeping up with has to end. It's like we're we got maybe one more season left. If that in them. Right. Right. Chris goes to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's got to be like, she's got to be their great white whale. I think Andy Cohen would like, I mean, cause we know Andy has a great relationship with her and the girls, the yeah. girls, the women. Um, I'm sure he's been like hard, like pitching it 
for years. I yeah. mean, is there a greater housewife on planet Earth? No. She would be perfect. Perfect. Or they'll do a spinoff that's like, she'll get like a Hidden Hills, Real Housewives of Hidden Hills spinoff. Well, I just feel like she fits in so well with No, the- I mean, those are her friends. Those are her actual friends. That's her social work. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Okay, should we of. jump back in time? Yes, let's go back to the year. It's 2010 and we're in Miami and it's Courtney and Chloe Take Miami Season 2, Episode 7. And it's called... Courtney's denial. Really don't mince words with that title, do you? No. It's very clear. It is a thesis statement that is then proved by the end of the episode. Courtney's delusional. Let's go. Uh, I love how many more pool scenes there are now that Kim is there. Oh my God. And shower scenes. So many. Kim is going to give us the body in every episode and that's fine. She can do it. Oh my God. The show got a hundred times hornier in one episode. Absolutely. I mean, it is so horny we for are, Kim. Everybody is, as a nation, we were all so horny wait, for Kim we are at this time. Really forgetting that Courtney just ripped part of uh, Chloe's labia off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we right. sh- really, we shouldn't be crazy. They're all horny all the time. They're horny. They're horny. They're so, horny. this is what I was talking about earlier in the episode uh, about the abortion uh, utterance oh, at yeah. Kanye's rally. Kim is in the pool saying she thought by the time she was 30 and she is 30 in the year, <laughs> like, like she's turning 30 that year, yes. that she would have a baby and another one on the way. And then she's like, Courtney, your tits are amazing. They're so full of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird scene. The, the forever game of Kim making everybody's life moments only about herself. Uh, so she's out there. Yeah. Basically saying, that, can you believe? she doesn't have one she also says one and a half kids and then Courtney's like you mean pregnant with your second like yeah that is so weird <laughs> and then yeah then she's like to call she's like Courtney's like basically wants Courtney's boobs and is like they're bigger and firmer because <laughs> Courtney's like, like your boobs are kind of enormous she's like no yours are firmer I was like that's what we all love a hard titty that's what the <laughs> men of America are clamoring for the harder tittiers the betters <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny scene wanting firm tits is truly i didn't even clock how stupid that is it's so funny to say they're bigger and firmer I like just, i know what she thinks she's saying but i was like one and a half babies and then talking about firm tits, firm Kim, tits. what are you doing what is he <sighs> doing and then we have courtney gushing about how happy and proud she is of her family and Scott's such an amazing Scott's changed since he oh, had he's Mason changed. he's so uh, different I'm so proud of him definitely <laughs> not leading us towards the exact opposite and then the, to like illustrate her point we have Scott holding Mason and talking to him in a baby voice about how he wants to go he has to go masturbate in the bathroom <laughs> Yeah, he's like, she, she doesn't care. She doesn't take care of daddy very much anymore. Uh, talking about Courtney. And, and the, then, yeah, like. That's, that's why, why daddy like, has to tiptoe towards the bathroom every now and then. I was like, what are we doing? No, thank you. No. No, thank you to all of it. No. But then we immediately, immediately go from like the montage of like, you know, but and for context for anyone who has not been tracking this, supposedly Scott has, you never was so mad he didn't have a job. He got a job. 
he's a promoter of some kind, manager <laughs> of some kind at a new club in Miami called MIA. And that's his job. We don't really know what he actually does, no. but he needs to wear a suit and he goes there a lot. So we immediately get a scene of him fully asleep in the middle of the day, back at home. He doesn't remember, Courtney comes in to talk to him. He doesn't know when he got home, but then also tells her that he wasn't partying because he doesn't party when he's working because he can't set that kind of example. And he's like, I got to talk. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't know what I got home. Yeah. <laughs> Just the death of like a Vegas party night rattle. <laughs> I, I think the reason why she's like allowing the lie to continue is because in this moment we see him like act very cute with her. Like, don't leave me. Stay here with me. Yeah, they seem connected. Yes. Like he's being nice to her. So she's letting it slide because that's all that yes. she actually cares about. Which is an interesting thing to dissect. That she yeah. actually doesn't care about what he's doing. She only I, cares when it affects her. This is, I mean, we'll get to it. But, like, I was fascinated by, like, a finally kind of, in a forever sense, understanding how she relates to his uh, behavior. Yeah. Like, and how she compartmentalizes it. But, um, yeah, yeah, so he, she, then she and Kim go out furniture shopping for Dash uh, which is very funny scene full of lots of passive aggression. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Kim goes at one point, they're like in a furniture store and there's like, what if they did something like this triangle table as they're like pushing and Courtney's pushing the stroller and goes, that's one thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny too, because like while, while Courtney's being like the worst to Kim, she's also like, we're having so much fun. I've never, I wouldn't, this is the best time. <laughs> the most flat monotone. Kim recommends another one. And she goes, you think? <laughs> Also, he is just dragging her. The table that Kim recommends is like one they already have in their condo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but basically, it's... then she gets a call from Scott saying that he has to run to a meeting immediately. And can Courtney come back and watch Mason so he can go to the meetings? And basically what they decide is that uh, Kim will stay and watch Mason because Courtney has meetings for Dash that she cannot miss. And so <laughs> Scott and Courtney can go to their meetings and Kim's going to be a hero. Courtney's like, have you spent time with the baby alone? She's like, yeah, for like hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's so funny because it's literally like they're back at the condo. Scott leaves in this like insane painfully bright neon green polo shirt and like pink pants like just looks like the biggest piece of shit he leaves and then yeah, immediately I'm positive tim has that outfit in his closet he would never wear that shirt or those pants not no even for way. like a bit <laughs> oh for a bit for sure um but then we immediately get like okay kim's taking care of the baby what's the natural first thing you do take a steamy shower that is truly <laughs> I think the craziest thing I've ever seen anyone do on this show. 
It's to, the second time we've seen her take a steamy, steamy shower through this like sexy shower and she positions. I know you have to shower like that sometimes when you have a baby, but it's so it's the first but thing she, she does. doesn't. She doesn't yes. have to shower that way when she has a baby. Right. She's, she's just watching him for a few hours. Yes. That's not when I have gone to babysit. Never have I ever when a baby was wide awake, put it outside <laughs> of the shower and then taking a, 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 a full on ass shower. Like, it's like to your point earlier, like the producers were just like, well, we just really want another shower shot. And she was like, okay, well, what about like right when Courtney leaves? I'll just take one then. And yeah. They're like, mm, okay. That'll, if you'll do it, we'll do it. <laughs> oh my God. It made me laugh. Like, uh, okay. So Kim's been here for two episodes and I've seen her shower twice. <laughs> she's just got it nude all the time. So we have Scott is off setting up a step and repeat getting himself a drink <laughs> courtney's meeting for her swimwear line and kim mm-hmm. takes mason with her to get a pedicure <laughs> like this she is, is the funniest montage of the big three biggest maniacs it is <laughs> this actually is like three maniacs on the loose in miami scott's like the step and repeat it's got to be bigger <laughs> and the girl's like yep i can do that all i gotta do is make a call it'll get bigger <laughs> and then courtney's like i like that bikini bottom <laughs> i love how they're like trying meeting. to set up that courtney has great taste i know i know she she has fine like it's she's not bad but like that's like what they want like she's like that's my thing i'm good at taste (laughs) (laughs) i don't have it i'm good at it i'm good at it and Uh, then kim's just like getting covered in spit up getting a fancy pedicure and i'm like these three lunatics and then she changes the baby in the changing room while she's like uh with piles of clothes like everywhere i mean you gotta Uh, you gotta you gotta I was proud Honestly, of her. We all know that people think it's perfectly fine to shit in a changing room, so I don't <laughs> see a problem with that. Do you not remember the pile at Dash? Oh, I forgot. It's a Miami thing. It's a Miami. When you change, you are not allowed to use a dressing room unless you can find a way to get human shit in there. No, it's not a Miami thing, Jess. Uh, you will. You could talk to a lot of people who have worked in retail, and almost <laughs> every single person has a story about someone shitting in a dressing room. It is not a. It is a thing. It is a real actual it. thing. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> so then we have uh, Scott. Some have some of his. Whenever his friends from New York come in town. It is always a bad time. It's always going to be I bad. See, it's like a cloud enters the episode where I'm like, okay, so this is when it's get really going to get dark. Okay. Here but we go. he is like going, he's gushing. He's like, Courtney's God's gift. Not having her was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And like, he's, he's also like visibly fucked up already. And they haven't even gone out. Like yeah. his eyes are like, like full googly eyed glassy, like, and it's the pre party at the condo. They haven't even left yet. In this conversation, it is as if he's figured out that if I talk Courtney up and I'm sweet to her, I can get away with anything. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I fully got that. Then we, uh, Courtney's like calling to check in. He's, she's going directly to voicemail. Why is her baby up at 2 a.m.? <laughs> it's not a newborn. A good... It's not she's like, like me and Mason are up waiting for you and it is fully 2 a.m. Why like, did she have her baby up? I guess the baby, baby could have woken up, but like yeah. at that age, they're kind of like sleeping, you know, like they're, at yeah. least, they should be asleep somewhere. <laughs> the baby around. should be asleep no matter what. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you know, like a newborn and shit, like, you know, you sleep train so they can go to sleep, but it doesn't make sense. It's almost as if 
they set up these scenes and as soon as the sun goes down they pretend it's 2 a.m i don't know <laughs> i don't know but uh, yeah he's like gushing about her and then that that night just sort of seems to end we don't see the return of scott but it just assumed like okay that's just another late night late scott night and then it seems like the next night or then at the next night and yeah, we jonathan jonathan arrived. comes in a faceless nanny Oh, a faceless nanny. What a thrill. The beginning of Show the Nannies. Hashtag Show the Nannies. So Um, we have a dinner with Chebin and Jonathan says, the last time I saw Mason, he was as big as my Blackberry. I got to tell you, Chebin is a delight. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot how much Chebin is just Chebin and I miss him. I never thought it was possible. He's like, I can push this storyline, guys. Give me a chance. Put me in, coach. Let me know. he brings up Scott's job in quotes and he, and then he's like, well, he's not really good at, you know, nighttime and then makes a comparison to how Scott to nighttime is like a vampire to blood, but Scott to alcohol. <laughs> alcohol is his blood. I think someone said <laughs> it's such a funny alcohol like, is I his completely blood. <laughs> followed it and it's great and he calls Scott basically a vampire he is Scott is a van- Scott is a psychic vampire uh he and, also brings up he's like remember Vegas that was crazy right I'm like Courtney's like what the f- why are you guys why did this scene go this way why I thought we he were says, can't we just make fun of someone else we hate chloe right oh god i, I almost threw says, my mic across the room <laughs> <laughs> over scott you're allowed to <laughs> yeah and chevin says he's scarred for life from vegas <laughs> and they're laughing and then i thought this was great then kim is like to courtney do you think it's funny you're laughing like do you think that it is actually funny and it's actually i thought it played really real um and she's like well i'm not basically is like i'm gonna say something i don't think this i don't think it's funny and she gets the immediate courtney shutdown the classic courtney shutdown mind your business i'm fine he's working he's behaving himself that's all i care about yeah and immediately shut down and kim wasn't i i i was it was not a confrontational ask she was like i'm your sister like i'm just trying to understand like do you actually think it's funny yeah Courtney was not having it and then Chebin's like maybe we should go to the club pretend to be big spenders because you know how Scott gets he gets ghetto instantly yeah and Kim says yeah he does (laughs) that is not aged well I don't think well he also said you guys should dress up like full whores (laughs) no we're not doing any of this anymore I was like oh Chebin he was being delightful, and then it took a turn. Oh, Chibani. Um, Chibani. So then, then we they have- go back to the condo to keep the party going. Three of them, uh, they've recovered for whatever the Courtney hiccup was. We decide to have some of Kim has some ba- two bottles of really fancy wine someone sent her. It's like the best wine. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> me. Said by me, a person who totally knows wine. <laughs> yeah, I... I I think Kim knows not a damn thing about wine and it's such a rich thing, rich person thing to do, but it's like almost funny. She doesn't know anything about wine. It made me laugh. Like, so it's like, then they go and basically the wine bottles, the wine is missing. And Kim immediately asks Courtney if it was Scott because they was there the night before that he had all his friends over and now the wine is gone. Courtney says, okay, I will call Scott calls asks him and he says he didn't see the wine he never even saw the wine so end of story except then we get to this montage 
of Scott out. Then he like pretty much hangs up on Courtney and he's like, I gotta go. I'm like signing contracts. Yeah. Big nighttime contract signs. (laughs) What were you talking about? And then, then we get this like really artsy sort of like foggy shot of like a Scott from far away sitting in VIP. And I was like, I don't know if you think this Marcy, but I was like, Oh, I think I see exactly what they're saying. Cause it's this slow-mo shot of him smoking a cigarette and it's all like club lights going. He looks really fucked up. And then they have a long slow motion shot of him rubbing his nose, like back oh. and forth and back and forth. And it's like I so didn't catch slowed it, down. And I was like, I got you. I did not catch it. I must That's have been just my theory that writing. the producers. No, I just didn't. I didn't. I literally didn't see what you're talking about because I was probably writing notes and I missed it. I was like, oh, I think they're like the producers are winking at us being like, because it's just such a weird shot. Otherwise, like, of why would you have a slow motion shot of him just like itching his nose? But he like is slow. It doesn't it look like he's doing drugs, but it just looks like he's like rubbing his coke nose. Oh, um, and so then so we have Scott comes in. Uh, so no, Courtney calls him. Yes. To be like, where's Kim's wine? She thinks you took the wine. Uh, and he's like, what, what happened? What, 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 and that's the case. That's like case closed, you yeah. know, like, like that. She's like, I did it. And then, <laughs> then he doesn't come home. We find out the next day that he didn't come home till 6 a.m. And Kim says, that's disgusting. <laughs> I love Kim. A true queen. That's, that's disgusting. disgusting. And then we go to our trusty dash our, where the plot thickens. Our uh, guest stars, Jackie and Jessica, chatting Back about seeing Scott out. And Kim's like, you saw what, Scott? Scott was out where? Where did you see? Where did you see? Where you Scott? It's very funny to like go back in time or remember Kim was like I'm a detective I can break into anything I'm like a oh private God, it was her favorite thing I'm and sure then, these storylines were her idea but also like now she's like literally becoming a lawyer you're like oh that makes yes, so much you're so right she's Perry Mason <laughs> oh my god I'd watch it in a heartbeat so we find out also I was laughing so hard because she's like what club did you see Scott at was it at MIA like, was it at no, MIA it was, was that it was at Coco no, it was at Mackay. <laughs> I was trying to write down oh. all the names of the Miami clubs. I was like, what are these clubs? Club, club names are so stupid. Very stupid. So stupid. Uh, and they're like, he was taking shots. Shots? shots of Patron. And I was like, how did they know what it was? Um, then Kim. Kim is a good sister, guys. And she's she's going to go straight to Courtney. She's going to mm-hmm. tell her what she learned. She tells Courtney what the Dash dolls saw. And guess what? Courtney doesn't take it well. (laughs) If you didn't think that was coming, you haven't been listening. Yeah, she's like, Scott can do what he wants. Like, and basically immediately lumps Kim into like, I think it's really interesting how much Courtney immediately lumps this conversation always into the family. Yes. No one is ever like, autonomous and so it's immediately about nothing is ever going to be good enough for this family uh you know it was all about how he didn't have a job now he has a job uh go talk shit with chloe fucking bitch yeah and it's like all about like kim is and kim is telling her in a really kind way and being like i'm your sister like 
is and literally is trying to it says like i'm trying to support you yeah like it's such like and courtney's like do you want me to be unhappy it's almost as if like she doesn't get like she can't track it she is you can just see that she only knows how to lead with defensiveness and she literally cannot hear it and like you know what she's not an accountability queen no no she is no Haley baldwin no 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 and she stomps off and uh kim kim does call her she's like you're basically a single mom (laughs) i mean yeah completely true she is so courtney goes up to the rooftop and now she's like what bottles also does no one clean up what is happening so many bottles so many bottles i love too that like the whole like crux of this is resting on like will there be a wine bottle from yeah this little like mystery case that they've it's like if if kim's wine has been drunk or drank i don't know how to speak english then that's all there is say no more and then she finds kim's bottle the bottles are there viewers the bottles were there the whole time um this was a great one when she calls scott and he's yes. like uh i don't know what you're like she's like do you know those bottles i was talking about i was like no i have no idea what you're talking about and then she's like well i found them on the roof he's like oh yeah i thought they were mine <laughs> and then he's like oh if you look at the label I'll just i'll you know get basically like i'll get another I'll get more of them. And she's like, it's not about that. Yeah. Like, obviously it's not about like, how do we sneak another set of bottles? Like, it's like, she's like, I asked you and you completely said you didn't drink them. And then he says again, did he say it in the last scene too? Cause he says, I'm literally in the middle of signing contracts. Oh no, you're right. This is when it happened. <laughs> okay. I mean, could, probably I'm sure he said it multiple times, but no, it was this scene. I'm right. literally <laughs> in the middle of signing contracts. I gotta go. Bye. Gotta go, bye. <laughs> Off I go. Nighttime contracts. So then uh, Courtney, does business at night. Courtney, crawls in the bed with kim and she's like kim wake up (laughs) she's so rude i would kill a person she's She's, so asleep truly asleep she's like you'll never guess what scott is like totally using his job as a way to party it's like you are literally you're regurgitating what kim said hours earlier and you got so mad I wrote it exactly. I was like, she says to Kim exactly what Kim had said to her. And then Kim, Kim's credit, she's like, oh my God, really? <laughs> like, she's so nice. She's like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Or like, I'm so sorry you have to deal with this. I was like, what a good sister. That she like literally lets Cordy come in and be like, he did drink the wine and he's using the club just to stay out and party. He's a baby now. He's a parent. It's like, <laughs> buddy, that's what your sister said word for word you know, uh, two hours ago. It's so it's and it's leading us to a place that's going to be so dark next week looks we got like uh, violence it I looks don't know like if that is I don't next remember. week though because i oh, feel like not? well it's showing it like it's next week but we have but it might be a little if further. this is episode seven there's 10 episodes this season so like True. i don't know that one of you ever seen like the big highlight happen on episode eight that's not no, how right. seasons work nope they will drag that out you know they all do this with us where they like, show us something really exciting and then you have to wait three weeks for it and you get so mad because you know that next week's gonna be something boring i know i don't remember what it is but (laughs) keep coming back um but yeah i mean definitely the scott storyline is coming to a boil um and we'll see what happens but this was a really riveting i thought it was a really riveting episode Um, absolutely absolutely definitely not hijinks 
Um, but we'll, Other we'll than keep on showering with a baby. Yeah. Horny hijinks for sure. How, <laughs> Horny poor babysitting hijinks. How are they going to like, cause we're coming up on, they're going to be back in September, correct? Like that's when they're mm-hmm. keeping up with. We're supposed to be. Yeah. They have to address this. Like, Honey. yeah. And it's, oh my God. it's so funny how every single one of them has this happened <laughs> like what I is mean, the is it some sort of like kennedy curse but like i i'm so i don't know i'm i i am like truly full of only questions as it relates to like what the next steps are what the next step is the family perhaps by the time this podcast goes up maybe there will be more answers but we'll obviously we may not do another emergency episode based off of our but we will continue to cover it of course uh we will continue covering um kim kim and courtney take miami which is what it is now uh we watch it on hulu but you can find it pretty much everywhere we release new episodes every monday check out our website carditionit.com subscribe on apple podcasts and please rate and review check out our twitter and instagram and like our facebook page why not email us at carditionit at gmail.com thanks so much for listening to carditionit bye, bye.